You're listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer with Gina Militia, one of Australia's leading portrait celebrity and lifestyle photographers. With over 25 years experience in the industry, Gina is a pro photographer who regularly travels the world shooting for some of the country's top magazines and advertisers. She is author of four best-selling books on photography, runs workshops and mentors aspiring photographers all around the world. In conversation with journalist, interviewer and budding amateur photographer Valerie Koo, Gina reveals what it takes to build a successful photography business, provides a sneak peek into life behind the lens and talks about her tips and techniques to get the perfect shot. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 89 of So You Want to Be a Photographer. My name's Valerie Koo and I'm here with Gina Militia. How are you, Gina? I'm great, Val. How are you going? I'm good. What's been happening in your world? Have you been snapping exciting things lately? I have. I had a good week and um, oh, so uh, during the week I did a, uh, I photographed a telethon for one oh. of our networks and and it was um, uh, the footy show for Channel 9 and they managed to round up all the elite AFL uh, players in, in the country to come in and uh, be a part of this show and they had Olympians and they had uh, like all sorts of athletes from everywhere. So we had this cheat sheet because like you can't know who all the players are, right? No. So I had to <laughs> And so – but what happens is these AFL players, uh, which is our football league here in Australia, like – um, in Victoria, in Vic- <laughs> it's a, no, I, okay. It's national. It's a stra- It's national, yes. right? Just because you're Sydney and you're set. But there was NRL as well, Val. Okay. Okay. And so, like, how am I meant to know who they are? As well? yeah. but but the problem is the photos that they took, uh, like at the start of the year, they've changed their hairstyles oh, fifteen yes. times and have another hundred tattoos. <laughs> you know, since then. So. I'm kind of going off side because then there's all these other Australian celebrities uh, in the room as well. So mm. I'm going off the size and some of them might have had like their strip on, like their jumpers or whatever, but it was generally like an AFL player or an NRL player was, you know, over six foot tall mm. and they had a build about them. So I'm going pretty well. I'm getting them all, you know, right and getting everyone I had to get. But then I see this guy, this uh, tall, like six foot six um, strap guy just sort of quietly in the corner and I'm like he must be uh, a player he must be NRL or anything so you know and I'm like I bet I better go up and photograph him and t- took his photo <laughs> and then I'm like so uh which league do you play in because it was like he definitely had the air of an athlete yeah. he's like oh, I'm the mascot <laughs> <laughs> gets dressed up in a costume and runs around at yes, half time. No one sees him, but he looked Aww. like he just like looked like an athlete. I thought for sure, and I was like, "Yeah, I got this one. This one was just trying to sneak in under the radar, but I got him." Oh, <laughs> well, they do have to be quite physical in those costumes. Yeah, he said it's really itchy. Apparently. <laughs> Right. Mascot uniform, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Okay, uh, well, so you had fun you doing a telethon. Yeah, it was good. It was exciting, you know. Yeah. It's, it's all happening and you're sort of dodging cameras because you don't want to be on um, on TV and mm. so you've got to, like, but get shots and it, it was a mix of going from uh, – working on set to then going into a green room where it was lit differently and then mm. switching and then get turning it all around on the night. So I think I wrapped that one at about three in the morning <gasps> when the last really? shot sort of uploaded and sent off to media. So it was like a Logies, Val, only yes. with athletes. Yeah, fantastic. Mm. Well, you've been busy. Yeah. What about you? What have you been doing? What have I been doing? Um, I've had some highs and lows, Gina. <laughs> Valerie, do you want to start with the highs? We should always start with good news All first. All right, I'll start with the highs. Yeah. I'm very excited because what arrived on my doorstep, my Manfrotto tripod. Oh, my God. That um, is my the high. Yes. Wow. And the 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 head, I, I got the video head because I'm going yep. to be doing a bunch of videos on it. Yeah. And that's that 
that was all very exciting to unbox and to put together. Did you and film to... the unboxing because that's something you would do? Yeah, but no, it was too stressful because I was okay. like, oh, my God, oh, look at the instructions. Anyway, um, but, yeah, I know it really well now. It's it's it, you, you just need to take the time to figure out all of the bits and yeah. do it efficiently. Not that I've yet quite do it efficiently, but it, I feel like really grown up. You feel really <laughs> tough with it, don't you, Belle? Yes. You carry it on your shoulder? I have done, but it's practically my – it's taller than me. Yes, <laughs> yes. That's why I wanted you to, like, actually like, check one out because they're, 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 they're quite heavy too. They are um, quite heavy, but um, they – it's good. It's good. Um, and I love it. It's all, it's all very um, – yeah, it's, like I said, it sound, it's, it's all very grown up and exciting. Does so. it come with a bag and a strap? No, I'll have to probably buy that, but that's okay because I don't need to take it anywhere just yet. I'm just going to yeah. get used to it here. I've already, around, yep. I've already, you know, tried a few things and uh-huh. and attempted to do some sunsets yesterday, but um, I was too late and the sun went down. <laughs> oh, right, time no. lapse or <laughs> no? I had it ready to go, but I was still sorting out the head. It has an L-shaped head, and. Yeah. Um, uh, and and I thought, and I kept thinking to myself, oh, the sun's still high in the sky. I've got ages to figure this yeah, out because nah, I wanted to get the I wanted to get the starburst, yeah. the, the Gina malicious starburst. Yeah, but I well, it's not mine. I don't have the you know. There's been <laughs> lots of other people doing this. Okay, but who, I who I learned it from. So, <laughs> right. But the, so the sun was still fairly high high enough in the sky. But I forgot there's hills here. <laughs> I'm looking at some yes. hills. So in fact, it was about to set anyway. So I I did manage to. Get a few, but it really it was all very rushed. It drops so quickly at your it, place because yeah. I remember that day we tried to get a shot of a Nutella jar Nutella, with yeah. the sunset, and it was the most stressful thing. And then I opened, and the camera didn't have a battery. Yes. Then we didn't have a card. Was it yes, joke? Yes, yes. Well, I will sunset. attempt a similar shot when I buy a jar of Nutella and um, set myself up. Awesome. Yes. So that was a high. That's Very a high. Exciting. And the low. The low was today, Gina, because I wanted to shoot um, <clears throat> some Scrabble tiles. I know that sounds really I know, boring. I know, no, no, I know what you're going to use for um, to use them as like social media things, right? Oh no, no, no! I was going to use them for just a particular purpose that I have in mind on my website, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and um, I just couldn't get it. And I res- and I've, you know, I spent hours and um just before we the, you know recording this podcast actually and I'm sitting in my front yard and I'm like a kid and I'm just like oh my god I can't do it and so I still haven't found quite you went the through solution. the creative process so let's workshop this now Val <laughs> so to, um the uh, tiles I want you... them on white you see okay so white on white what lens are you using I'm using oh where did I put it I'm using the the smallest one I've got. Is it 24 to 105? I think it is. That's the one you should be using because that's got macro. Yes, so it has that'll macro. allow you to get in close. Okay. Yes. And what was the issue? The issue was the shadows. Okay. So, so what are you going to do with the tiles? Are you photographing each letter? No, I like it's like a pile of letters. You know, like a pile of just sort of like that, that look casually dropped into a pile of, say, okay. and 10 where letters. were you shooting? Outside? Yes. Why don't you shoot inside? Um, that is a very good question. I think I just – because it's actually not very bright in my house at the moment, so I felt that I would have needed light. So upstairs in your bedroom oh is bright God, enough. Oh, my God, I forgot about the bedroom. <laughs> so upstairs, right, and yes. um, that will have the – because that is getting the light through the windows up there. Yes, um, yes. And then set it up on white, mm. put the tiles there and make sure that you've got – have you got a reflector? Yes. Okay, so opposite the window, you're going to have uh, the reflector there to re- bounce the light oh. back in, and uh, that, and uh, you use your tripod, and the tiles are not going to move. So if you no. want to shoot at uh, ten seconds to get the right exposure, you can. Oh. So you don't need to be shooting at a fast shutter speed, Val, because oh. you're on a tripod, and uh, you'll you'll get the shot. So you play around with the and play around with the fields, and you won't have any shadows because you're inside. Mm. Okay, 
That makes a lot of sense. Why so, I didn't just call you three hours ago, I do not know. But anyway. Morning light or <laughs> afternoon light should be the best. Nice fit, you know. Uh, th- there should be heaps bouncing around yes. uh, at that time. Easy. It'll look lovely. I'll do it. I'll show Great. you. Great. Thank you for that. There no you problems. go. Just hmm. <laughs> quite handy. <laughs> All right, but you've got some interesting links to share with us this week before we get on to this week's topic, don't you, Gina? Yeah, yeah. so I stumbled across this uh, great uh, YouTube channel uh, from a photographer and uh, I loved it for a number of different reasons. Firstly, because he's uh, a, a very uh, a real MacGyver with his lighting style mm. and he combines uh, MacGyver – lighting with uh, also a lot his photographic knowledge and his equipment and uh, his name is uh, Lorenzo Pickett and um, what I loved uh, about what he set up was he's managed to shoot in a very limited space so he shoots out of his apartment Mm -hmm. and uh, it looks like he's filming in in his dining room basically but he's found like the longest room in his house and set up uh, a studio in there where he does these fantastic looking headshots and most of the stuff he uses has been bought from Home Depot which is uh, we call it Bunnings here in Australia where Mm. dreams come true Val (laughs) that place I was there just today I bought a new fire pit it's fantastic oh okay why do you need a new fire pit Uh, the other one cracked oh yuck so um, but uh, what he's done is he's uh, he's using um, they're like workshop lights so the long fluoro lights Mm. and he's managed to MacGyver them so that he'll have uh, four in a a shot so two behind the model and two in front Mm. and he creates all these really uh, cool looking effects with with catch lights so he's made a hashtag out of uh, cash lights. So if you wanted someone to have a hashtag (gasps) cash lights, which is cool, you can have square hash, square catch lights or um, all sorts of different things just by using these, um, you know, dimmable uh, lights or uh, workshop lights. Yeah, fantastic. 15 bucks a set. It's a great video. We'll put a link to the YouTube video uh, where Lorenzo shows some of his setups. And, yeah, he's just this really cool guy who's – Very cool guy. Very (laughs) clever with the way he uses lights because these lights are all continuous lights, aren't they? Yeah, so uh, which makes it easy. So the great thing about those is you can change uh, them from you can get daylight tubes for for these kinds of tubes. So it's daylight balance. So you're not going to worry about getting a cast uh, on on you know a, a lighting cast. You'll just have like proper daylight light, which is the equivalent of you know shooting outside. So it'll it still looks lovely. It it's. A great hack. I loved it. Very entertaining. And, of course, you can find the show notes at GinaMilitia.com. That's M-I-L-I-C-I-A. All right. We'll put that YouTube video in the show notes and you'll also be able to see his uh, list of um, gear. Now, we have a listener question from Daniela. Yep. And Daniela has asked a great question. She has said, Hi, Gina, I'm wondering how you would take on the challenge of this image. And we'll put the image in the show notes. But basically, it's an image of 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 people. Yep. Uh, and so they obviously are part of some kind of group. And it's um, – they're all kind of standing quite separately but yep. at different um, distances from the camera yep. so that they're all effectively in a row but they are different sizes and have different perspective because they're some are nearer and some are further away. Yep. And they're standing there quite still looking straight at the camera and looking fairly serious. Mm. Um, and uh, Daniela has said, would you do small groups – as or get a big space to shoot it all at once. So what Danielle yep. means is would you shoot all 11 people or would you do a group of three and then a group of four and then a group of three and so yep. on and piece them together. Yep. So Daniela says, this young lady contacted me. She wants this type of shoot for her birthday. So far, many photographers have said no to her. I have a small at-home studio where my maximum would be three people at a time. Looking forward to your reply. So yeah. take it away, uh, Gina. And and so the uh, the setting is uh, like a uh, a retro like d- um, d- distressed looking mansion, really, it's like isn't an it? Old, old old retro ballroom. 
like ballroom, yeah. Is that, yeah, that is a bit grungy. Grungy, so it's really my kind of uh, interior. So mm. um, it's tricky because when you say young lady, is it a 14 or a 16-year-old? It's hard to know and it's hard to know what her budget might be mm. for something like this. But if I'm going to break down this actual shot uh, and how it was taken, the example that she's given, it's a really simple, simple shot. This isn't lit. Mm. It's daylight. So I imagine the, the, this kind of ballroom, uh, the, the, the windows that are behind all the, uh, all the models are also uh, the same, would be on the other side of the ballroom, which are also lighting them. So there's plenty of light kicking around. Mm. So um, you could um, do this fairly easily if you had the actual location like, you know, a grungy ballroom to shoot in. Now, I don't know how easily you can access this sort of thing and and to hire a space like this would probably be uh, fairly expensive. So a couple of suggestions. You... uh, um, Daniela, uh, you say that you have a, uh, a space that you could shoot three people at a time. Now, I don't know what your um, Photoshop skills are like, but if this was presented to me as a brief, I would probably do three – I would do each person individually and then comp them into a background that I would go out and shoot separately. Mm. So what I would do is um, – and just to improve on this shot, the, the example that's been given, I would actually uh, probably uh, drop the, the uh, camera angle uh, just so everyone looked a bit more heroic. So shooting because this person that's taken this photo is shooting from above mm. slightly mm. and uh, I, I would, I'd prefer to see it where the, the camera angle was dropped slightly lower so that everyone looked heroic. And then so you set up your lighting, light everyone in exactly the same way do not change uh, the position of the camera or your focal length. So say if I was shooting everyone, and I do, this is how I do all my um, uh, cast photos for TV shows and, and other productions. I set up the camera, set up my uh, first shot with the first person, will lock off the camera. So if I'm shooting on a focal length of 70 mils, that camera doesn't move from the spot or the focal length doesn't change and then I just – the next person, the next person. And what that does is then I know that um, that's the scale of everyone. So I know uh, what size everyone will be if I'm going right. to line them up next to each other. Okay. Um, now – in this and, and then lighting is completely consistent and, and everyone looks amazing and then I'll actually uh, etch those, uh, cut, cut them out in Photoshop and um, uh, go and photograph the location separately and then drop them in. And that's a lot of work for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, for all those people. Val, mm. that's a yeah. lot of photoshopping that could take you uh, a day or two to do. Mm. Um, so... That's how to do it. I think that would be the best way to do it and uh, the other way is to actually try and find that location. Yeah. I think that if you have access to an ideal location, oh, my God, do them all at once. Yeah. (laughs) But but it all depends on whether you have access to that location. Yeah. And and if you don't, um, then really there's, there's no other option. Yeah. And I just think good on you for being the photographer that agreed to do it because, mm. like, what a great opportunity. And hopefully, you know, the girl will, will have everyone dressed sort of – like, I love how uh, in this image, the example, she's unified everyone by asking them all to wear white, but they're mm. not all they're, – they're dressed in white to, to, that suits their personality. So mm. the girl in the middle has got the big diva dress on. There's uh, a girl in in white pants and the jacket. There's someone else looking a bit girlier. Like everyone's sort of put their own spin on wearing all white, which I love. That's yes. it's really cool. But they all it looks really clean. It's isn't a cool that, shot. Isn't that Beyonce? Well, I think it is Beyonce. <laughs> then who's the chick in the middle? I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> I kept looking. I'm like, I reckon that's Beyonce. But the thing that detracts from the shot is it's like it's not. Um, it's not that slick photographically. There's a lot of mistakes in it that I see. Yes. I'm thinking it can't be Beyonce. It's not Beyonce. It's no I, way. You know, anyway. I don't know. Anyway. News we'll at GinaMilitia.com is at Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. We want to give a shout-out to 
Bear Goggles is the name. Bear Goggles gave a shout out to us because Bear Goggles said, uh, wrote a review on iTunes and said, best podcast to learn photography. Now, Bear Goggles says, I'm a big photography podcast listener and this is the best I've found for learning photography. I recently found this podcast and now I'm going back to the archives and binge listening to all the old episodes. I'm learning so much and Gina and Val keep it fun. If you're into photography, this podcast is a must listen wow that's so cool bear goggles yes <laughs> thank, thank you. you so much bear goggles really appreciate it um that's uh, so awesome that you've discovered us you're from the usa so we also have one from shane who has called his or her review years of experience yours for free and uh, it's shane from reminisce images from Australia and Shane has said I've been listening to Gina and Valerie since episode one the experience that Gina shares for years in the photographic industry is amazing Valerie's contribution to the show is just as insightful sharing her view on the photographic world and asking the questions that just need to be asked (laughs) the the tips that you come away with have inspired me and made me more comfortable in taking photographs of real people fantastic thank you Shane thank you Shane that's awesome from geez from episode one that's yeah, uh, that's yeah thank we you really appreciate it and of course if you have 30 seconds to leave us a review or rating on itunes we'd really appreciate it because it certainly helps us in the rankings now let's move on to this week's topic which is an awesome one it is your guide to buying and using speed lights and accessories now i think this is really good because i'm uh, often in a quandary or often just completely puzzled mm. at which way to go in mm. terms of uh, – in fact, I just – it's not even which way to go. I'm paralysed. Right. You know what I mean? Because um, you want you don't want to be buying the wrong thing. You don't want to, you yep. know, um, thinking it's a waste of money. You don't know whether it's going to achieve the result that you want. Yep. So I guess if we can start from scratch, before yep. you even go on, let's yep. talk about – what is a speed light? Just in case there's some newbies who who aren't sure. Yeah. So p- put simply, a speed light is just a, a type of flash that can connect directly to your camera via the hot shoe or a cable and it communicates with the camera. They talk to each other, Val. Yeah, and the hot shoe is the thing on the top, right? Yep, that's, that sits on the top, that little, uh, uh, what would you call that, like a little where, holster or a… Yeah, um, like a little thing where you slide stuff. It slides and, it's, and it sits there and, and so um, like camera manufacturers like uh, Canon and Nikon uh, design the speed lights because prior to that you might have had like a little pop-up flash uh, built into the camera that that, that might have uh, you you know that's how you worked with the flash, but the speed yeah. light is sort of an external flash, a little bit more powerful, and yeah. but then they design them to uh, actually work with the camera's um, auto uh, metering system, so mm-hmm. that you can turn one of these on. Just be if you want to stay completely automatic, you can be inside, outside doesn't matter where, what sort of lighting conditions uh, there are, turn it to TTL, which is through the lens, Mm -hmm. and take a photo. And the camera, Hans, Hmm. who programs all the cameras universally around the world, um, the the camera speaks to the flash and it'll be something like, so uh, the camera (laughs) will say Dave, because the flash's name is Dave. Oh, really? Yeah, Dave, it's um, where the kids pass. It's a kid's birthday party, right? Uh, Dave, it's, um, it's, it's okay. The light's not too bad. Just, just go with a little dook. Just need a little bit, Dave. So just pop in a little bit. And so Dave goes, okay, Steve, just a little <laughs> bit and uh, just pops in just enough. But that's mm-hmm. clever, Val, don't you think? The oh, way they yes. talk to each other like yes. that. And Dave no, and Steve, very clever. Dave and Steve to just work together and so Steve's working out the shutter speed, the mm. ISO and the aperture to best light up little Kimmy's birthday party. Yes, yes, okay. Right? And yes. Dave throws in just enough flash. Okay. Okay, and so that's when they're connected. But they don't necessarily have to be connected because then clever little hackers and MacGyvers actually decided, you know what, we can take the camera, the flash 
take Steve away, Dave away from Steve. Right. <laughs> and put him on a stand. Oh, yes. And use it off camera. Does Dave mind or does he want to get At still first, there was a bit of like, because, you know, they're good mates, they've been yeah. together time so there was a you know some separation anxiety yeah, yeah, but now yeah. it's all good and in okay. fact dave has gotten a bit up himself lately because really? it's like hey well he's doing good stuff and he's kind of like almost outgrown the relationship well <laughs> do you think they go out for beers at the end of the day yeah they talk about it but you know there's been times when it's been funny you know because sometimes um dave just like is is good and sometimes he lets down the side so you know um so when the when is it uh, when after he's had a big night out and he can't function he can't function that's right <laughs> when the flash comes off the camera that's where we need to bring in other accessories right. and uh, we go to manual mode to uh make sure that uh, we're overriding the camera's auto function and mm-hmm. shooting in manual mode and taking photos to a whole new level. But um, the Hans has then stepped up a little bit and he's like, you know what? Is he jealous? If you, well, if you want to shoot off camera, I can mm-hmm. help you. You can actually mm-hmm. shoot through the lens off camera. So they've made ways uh, – to actually continue to keep the dialogue going even though they're not attached anymore oh, wirelessly. okay. So that's kind of sexy. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Great. So that's what happens and that's basically uh, what a speed light is. And so the other so, thing that, that we need to know, because like, you see, have you seen, have you noticed that when you uh, Google speed light, if you ever look at it, you can see speed light, it's spelled L-I-G-H-T or L-I-T-E. So basically yes. it's the term speed light, it's actually the Nikon brand for on-camera portable flashes. All right. right. So, it's, so But it's, it's now become a generic name like uh, Chapstick or Frisbees or Jeeps, right? But Canon. Right, but Speedlight as in L-I-T-E was is ca- what Canon. Canon. Canon is Speedlight, L-I-T-E, and that's, yep. the, that's the term that they use for their yep. uh, off, off-camera flashes, yeah. Okay. Because so but Speedlight is the generic term now, so that's what you call it. And, you know, so but the actual correct generic term is L-I-G-H-T. Yeah, so is yeah. it – so, uh, sorry, just to clarify, are they on-camera flashes or are they off-camera flashes? Well, they sit on the camera, but yes. you can actually take them off the camera as yeah. well. So they're both okay. the same unit, but they're a small, portable, battery-operated unit, okay. basically, is a speed light. And uh, the area is getting even greyer now because uh, – Third-party manufacturers are now coming in with uh, uh, speed. They're calling them speed lights, but they're kind of hybrids between a uh, studio flash and, uh, and 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 a speed light, where they're you know bringing in like they're more powerful and mm. they've got like rechargeable batteries, and they, so they look like a speed light, but they act like a, a, a studio flash. And this is sort of only going to get better and better and better and better as the technology gets cheaper and uh, the third-party manufacturers just get better and better at, at what they're doing. It's exciting times because you don't have to cough up huge amounts of cash to get amazing like little units with, with a, a fair amount of power and you can do great stuff with them. Mm, fantastic. Okay, yeah. great. All right, so when, in what cases might we use a speed light? So... The other thing that's uh, changing a lot in photography these days, Val, is like the the need for uh, on camera flash. So let's just talk about uh, we're shooting uh, events or birthday parties or yep. like social gatherings and things like that. Yeah. When um, uh, like even up to maybe uh, ten years ago, Val, if that sort of thing, you, you were using your uh, new digital camera for that sort of thing. Uh, if it was, say, an overcast day and you were inside, it would have been too dark and you yeah. need to bring out the flash. So you'd have to bring your flash out. And, and this was one of the annoying things I found the first time I travelled overseas. I had my big SLR camera and I'd be out, like, 
in in a cool spot at night, and everyone would go, "Let's take a group photo." Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I've got to pull my camera out. I've got to put the flash on. Mm. I can't be bothered. Let's just save it to memory. So I didn't take <laughs> many shots at night because <laughs> I, I couldn't be bothered pulling everything out, you know. But but today, um, like we just whip out our iPhone and and uh, like. The iPhone automatically uh, increases ISO at, at, at night, uh, becomes more sensitive, and you can take great night shots. Uh, SLR cameras are the same, Val. Like you can now crank up the ISO, and mm. you can get a great shot at night in the day. You don't necessarily need flash at all, mm. and there are a lot, a lot of uh, wedding photographers today that don't that that sh- will shoot an entire wedding and not use flash because mm. they believe don't need it they shoot the whole thing in daylight they don't like what flash uh, does to a shot mm-hmm. um, I tend to disagree I think you can do so much more with a flash so um, I think uh, you do need to use one um, and I think if you learn how to use them, I think the people who are uh, afraid or put off with using speed lights are using them uh, incorrectly or using them in automatic and the problem with um, whilst I love what Hans has done <laughs> and I do love uh, what Dave and Steve do together, um, I hope everyone follows along as like I just keep naming <laughs> Like, this cast of characters. Hey, we I should stop- all have a party one day. No, no, Invite stumbled- Dave and Steve and Hans. Yeah, the hundredth episode. <laughs> um, I stumbled across this website where it was an ad for Shopify, I think, or okay. one of those. But you can um, create your own shop for. There was mm. a free trial, yes. and like you could have like one thing on there, and, uh, and then you sell it. And it's made like you don't have to actually have the physical stock. So if you wanted to create your own T-shirts, you just design it, yeah, and then open your shop, and you're making T-shirts. So I'm like, oh my god, I could make a T-shirt. Let's. What would MacGyver do? I could make one about Hans. I could yes. make one about Steve. And then I I planned. The entire shop front. I could do coffee cups. Oh, my God. <laughs> Have you got, like, nothing better to do? I've got so much to do. You know when you're so overwhelmed that you decide to be, like, just the, the naughty child that keeps going off on tangents? That's me. Yes. <laughs> right, like, right now. So let me just get back on track. Where were we? Yes, get back on track and stop clicking your pen. <laughs> yes, Mum. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure our listeners don't need to listen to you clicking your pen. Um, so do we need speed lights today? Yes. Basically. So, um, yeah, so Steve and Dave and, like, the camera communicates with the flash really well and it does a pretty exceptional job when you've got a camera on automatic. If you've never taken a photo before and you walk into a dark room and you go bang, it does a great job. It illuminates it. It it allows you to have uh, some of the uh, ambient light in the shot as well and it can look pretty good, but it has its issues. And so the reason a lot of people get put off uh, using uh, artificial light like flash is because when you're using it in automatic, it tends to overdo it. The the camera manufacturers, the way they design, uh, the way flash works is they tend to be uh, more on the conservative side. So it'll be a little bit brighter than is necessary. So I find that when I'm working with flash on camera, uh, if I'm working with in TTL mode, and I will, if I'm shooting an event, I will go on TTL mode. I now find just explain that to people again what TTL lens. Yes, which means. So what it is is like I can uh, have my uh, flash on my camera. It's mounted on my camera. I will be shooting uh, – I shoot in manual mode, so that means that I choose the aperture and the shutter speed and the ISO, yeah. okay, and then – I've got my flash mounted on the camera. Shooting in TTL means that the flash calculates how much extra light I need to make that shot work. Right. So it's not as if you set the flash manually to a certain thing. The flash reads what your camera is saying. It does very cleverly and very well. And, you know, um, I... Personally, uh, if I was shooting a, an event and they're often so stressful and I've got a, like, you know, uh, the Queen of Sheba is standing next to George Clooney and it's like <laughs> you need to get that shot. If I 
was having to hang on, hang on, George, Queen, Queenie, just hang on a minute. Can you hold this? I'm just going to change my. Hang on, can we get a light? Rick? Just hang on a sec. He's gone. It's over. Yes. Right. So I have to get the shot. So TTL it is. But if what I've found is if I just go with straight TTL, straight through the lens metering, and allow the uh, the the flashes um, default settings, mm-hmm. it tends to be too bright. It looks lit. And, mm. and so there is a couple of ways to overcome that. So the accessories that you use, so the light modifier, mm-hmm. and also um, compensating for uh, knowing how your flash works. So I know that my uh, Canon 580EX can be a little bit uh, over. It puts out a little bit too much flash. So I might dial it back and you can compensate by you can uh, decrease the amount that it puts out as a default and I've done that by a third of a stop when I use my flash on camera and I'm just make it a little bit I just say uh, make it a little bit less powerful so it doesn't have that lit rabbit in a spotlight look that it seems so say hey Dave don't try so hard I say Dave Dave just back up a little bit just cool it down mm. everything good just like you know don't be as uh, you know so 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 over the top so I have a question. Do can all speed lights do all speed lights come with the function where they can have TTL through the lens? No. Okay. No. So um, the, they don't. So it depends on um, it depends on the the speed light that you get. So there's speed lights that are just fully uh, automatic, and all they do is you can only use them uh, in uh, manual mode, basically. And they're they're more designed to use off camera. Mm-hmm. And then there's other ones that uh, that 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 are designed by third parties, but will actually work with your uh, particular brand of camera. So if you were if you had a Canon camera and you were buying, say, a Yong Nuo flash, you would buy a Yong Nuo flash that's that that is designed for your Canon, and they make different specifications. They they make different units to suit different. Uh, camera brands but when it's designed for your canon what you're saying is that they will have ttl of course yeah they'll have all the bells and whistles so okay. if you buy so, a name brand uh speed light you're going to pay uh more often six times the price mm-hmm. but they're specifically designed to speak with your camera and work with your camera and um you know that that's so basically you have you have um, speed lights that are that have to be done manually, um, mm. which presumably you'd use a light meter to determine, you know, what setting to put on it or something like that. Yeah, have, yeah, or guess or just test. Yes, you know, and they would be the really um, sort of uh, basic, uh, yep, very sure. cheap sub fifty dollar sort of units. Sure. So there's those where you have to set it manually, and there's ones where you can choose to do it manually or TTL. Yeah, and then so you just uh, you you will have uh, power settings, and uh, you'll work out using ratios and inverse square laws, Val, how those uh, how those flashes work. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a lot of math. I'd rather pay uh, the extra money and get the get the flash to work it out for me. Yeah, but it's right. basically. But if you if you know the inverse square law and how light works, uh, then you 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 can work out. And this is how we used to do it before, like all everything was automated. We we could set the set the dial in the number that we needed the power of the flash to be, and uh, also know where we could position ourselves to get to get the right amount of flash. And this was doing having to do all of this and uh, never being able to see the actual film that you were mm, exposing, and to make it worse when the client insisted that you do this using um, uh, transparency film, which mm. meant that you had to be a hundred percent correct there was no latitude you didn't have a stop either way you just had to get it right Mm. so god i'm so glad i don't have to do that because you Mm. had to be on you could not have a bad night turn up half asleep and go okay i just turn my flash on it's all going to do it for me you had to think and do math complicated math Mm, and polaroid it (laughs) Uh, no, because an event, you're not going to get the opportunity. Yes, it's like, of course. You know, but you've got that opportunity. Where, and I've told the story of Princess Diana when she was here with uh, Prince Charles and uh, a photographer, a friend of mine, Kevin Brown, was telling me the story how he had one flash left in his um, <laughs> flash. The battery was about to die. He knew mm. he had one flash left and he had one frame. Mm. And he was shooting manual focus 
right, on his 35 mil camera and the uh, prince and princess were dancing around the dance floor, swirling around so Mm. fast, Mm. right? He had to pick the spot that he knew that that's where he was going to focus on, anticipate where they would twirl and dance into the frame, Mm. calculate uh, the amount of flash that he needed to get that correct and work out any exposure and bang, take the shot. Not only did he get it, but like this shot went around the world and was stated mm. and it's just like a really famous shot. That mm. is skill. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. And stress. Mm. And oh my God, so stressful. <laughs> so stressful. So um, basically, uh, Val, the, the, there's a couple of ways to, to think about it. So when you're using uh, speed lights on camera, like I said, I think uh, it, and anticipate the, the fact that they – like it's a good idea like when you get your flash, test it out, test it out at all the settings. What does mm. it look like? Is it throwing out a little bit too much flash for your liking? And uh, compensate, learn how to compensate uh, for the flash and dial it down a little bit and check how it looks because um, good flash on camera, it should be in, indetectable. And the way I do it, Val, the way I like to shoot with flash on mm. camera is it's just uh, I'm shooting my scene as if, I weren't. I wasn't going to light it. Okay, so I take I take my reading off uh, off the room. So if I, say if I'm um, at an event and I've got people milling around and it's a room, I want to make sure that I see that uh, the lights in the background that you know that they're all on, and then there's detail, a bit of detail in the background, mm. and uh, so I take my reading for that. And then uh, I set my flash to make sure it's just adding a little dook of light. What the flash is doing is just like lifting uh, the, the, the skin tones a little bit, just cleaning them up, adding a nice little catch light, but it's in no way overpowering. It's not this big burst of flash mm. that creates these ugly shadows everywhere and uh, the background looks awful. So I tend to shoot on uh, a fa- – I, I, I crank uh, my ISO up, so I might be shooting at around maybe 800 and uh, have a shutter speed like at around a, a 60th or even a 30th of a second so I get that nice uh, ambient light in the room and uh, I'll, I'll rate – um, meter so that uh, I've got the correct exposure. So if the flash didn't go off, I would still get a shot. Mm. It just wouldn't be as good as when that little dook of flash was in there. Right. Okay. Yeah. So it enhance. It's you're u- using it to enhance your shot. It's just adding a little bit. Uh, just mm. adding a little bit. It cleans up. It'll remove any color casts, and it mm. just uh, makes people like you know. Because often, if it, the lighting's not fantastic, uh, it's uh, there's going to be too much detail in skin tones. So it's my way of just uh, blowing out the skin tones a little bit, just cleaning everyone up. Just uh, just uh, adds a little pop, bit of polish to the shot, but it shouldn't, you know, in no way overwhelm the shot. And the same is when I'm using uh, speed lights off camera, Val. So if yes. I'm using them outside to light a portrait, I will meter that portrait and uh, and set it up as if I was not going to use uh, flash at all. And right. so even if my flash didn't fire, I've still mm. got a great shot. Mm. But my, my flash just adds a little dook, half a stop into someone's face or body or, or uh, you know, I can make it a bit moodier and it's just lifting that shot a little bit and it just takes it to the next level. Um, that's how I like to use uh, off-camera off flash when I'm so lighting portraits. You must have that flash at a very low level then. I always you... use it at very low power and uh, rarely, um, rarely will I use a speed light to overpower the sun because, A, it's... Uh, um, very difficult to do with one single speed light. So say if you're shooting at midday, you've got the sun over someone's head, it's casting shadows, their face, you know, they end up having raccoon eyes, Mm -hmm. right? If you were to use a speed light, you'd have to have your speed light set to full power to overpower the sun, right? As in to to light it to get rid of the shadows. To light it to get rid of the shadows, Mm -hmm. yes. Full power and then it will kind of struggle, at full mm. power, really, then um, 
if you've ever waited for a, a flash to recycle at full power, it takes a few seconds. Mm. If you've got someone standing there that you're photographing, Mr. Clooney, I'm just going to overpower <laughs> the sun because you've got raccoon eyes and I uh, want to make your eyes look beautiful because they're beautiful. Look at me, George, <laughs> my name. Anyway, so um, you, you said... Or if, he, if he was in the Nespresso ad in Lake Como, you'd say, what a minute. You've been listening to too many of the videos, haven't you, Val? Listeners, I've been editing uh, Gina on video in uh, the next course that we're going to release, how to get off auto and onto manual. And some of it is shot in Sicily, so I'm now learning the language by accident. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. You pick up languages so quickly. You're very good at it. Um, But so... The flash uh, set to full power, three seconds, four seconds recycle time. If mm. you've got someone staying there, that's a long time to, yeah. to fill with, you know, small talk. And they've mm. often, like, they don't want to hang around. They feel uncomfortable. They do. Everyone mm. feels uncomfortable. Awkward. So for that reason, I don't like using speed lights. That's why I have uh, portable flashes, which are a lot more powerful that I use for those situations. But when I'm just adding a little dook, perfect. The other thing. The other way, I love and I use uh, speed well, be- lights. No, before you move on, I still have a question on that. When yep. you add that little dook, because I didn't realise that's actually how you like using speed lights with portraits. I've seen you do it many times, yep. but I never realised that you are actually metering so that um, it would work perfectly well without the speed light and the speed light was just adding that little dook. Yep. Of course, the technical term, dook. Yeah, it is. So, But what I would like to know is then how are you, what are you setting the speed light at? Are you just setting it manually on the lowest power or are you doing TTL or um, no, how do you so, determine what what so, goes off? So what so what you have is you've got a um, a radio um, uh, a trigger uh, uh, what are they called a transmit transmitter. <laughs> Right, attached to the speed light, which Mm -hmm. means that the speed light can now be triggered uh, by the camera, which will have another one, right, a a radio slave. uh, and, and, And I set the speed light to manual mode. Right, mm-hmm. so you can change the speed light to manual mode, mm-hmm. and I start at uh, generally the lowest setting, which is one one twenty eighth power, mm-hmm. and then I I move up from there. And I usually use a light meter, and I take a reading, and it's the, exactly the same as how I would light a shot in studio. So, um, let's say I've uh, set up a shot. Uh, I've got a portrait and my ambient light reading is mm. f5.6 at one two hundredth of a second. Okay. okay. I'd set up my flash and mm. then that's with ambient light. Then I'd bring my flash in and I'd want to get f5.6 and a half mm-hmm. at one two hundredth of a second. I want my flash power to be half a stop okay. more than my ambient light and what and, and then I don't change anything on the on the camera. I don't change my camera settings. Yep. I'm actually just adding a half a stop extra light, an extra little dook of light. So it just lifts the uh, skin tone uh, right. of, of the shot. Yeah, okay. I see. It's so basically you you add you, you change the you manually change the setting on the flash so that it will add an extra half a stop of light. Yeah, so you can actually uh, decrease or increase uh, the, 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 the flash setting. So you could make it the same, it wouldn't do very much, or you could mm. make it uh, a lot brighter and... Um and that's that's what I do. So that's where I like to use speed lights. They're fantastic for when you travel because they're so mm, light and you can mm. carry them around. And um, the other ways that I like to use speed lights is if I'm shooting uh, portraits indoors, yeah. uh, maybe the background looks a little bit flat. Mm. Uh, I don't want to overlight the shot. I don't want to overpower it. So I might bring in a little speed light, lower the power right down and use um, – put, put like a um, – a gel or something like that, maybe add a little blue light in the background or just add a little little dook of light to my background just to give it uh, a bit of depth, uh, lift it up. Or if uh, I'm lighting someone and they're lit with daylight inside a room and mm. everything looks great, but again, it just doesn't have any enough contrast, mm. I might just use a speed light on the hair just to add a little little bit of sparkle to the background. So in that, case, in that case, you're right, you would be placing 
the speed light behind the person that you're shooting. Yes, yeah. yes, just at very low power, so it just adds a little bit of just a little bit of dimension, separates uh, the hair from the background. Yeah. You know, separates that person. Just add a little bit of light, and that's where speed light. And you can have three or four of them. Um, you know, and uh, have them, and have your remote triggers attached to them, and you can um, put them all over a room. Uh, sometimes at an event, you might hang one in the ceiling, and just have it going off uh, over the tops of people's heads just so it, it just adds a bit of sparkle to an event. Mm. And so every t- you'll have a one set to your camera and every time you fire, you've got a bit of backlight going on as well. They're so, they're so versatile in that way because they're so light and relatively cheap, Val, yes. um, to buy. So um, it, they come in very handy. So shall we talk about like what to get? Yeah, absolutely. All right, so... Particularly if you're starting out. Yeah. So here's the thing: if mm. if if I was uh, a sports shooter, or I shot weddings, or I shot events all the time, yeah, I'd probably pay the bucks and get the get the flash with all the bells and whistles. I'd want yeah. TTL. I'd want high speed sync. I'd want to mm. have a battery indicator, the mm. water seals, the high build quality. Because if that's something, if you're shooting, you know three or four, a couple of weddings a week, a weekend or you're doing all these sports events and, like, that's important and, mm. you and like, you need to have the quality. You don't want it to be – you don't want to be let down on the day if, if something was a bit cheaper bill, you dropped it and it broke. You'd want something that's, that takes the, uh, takes the wear and tear, right? So yeah. I'd pay the bucks. But if you um, are starting out, um, I don't see anything wrong with uh, spending under 200 bucks and getting uh, like one of the uh, third-party flashes, something like a, a Yongnuo or a Shani. It's great. I know I have Yongnuo. They work well. I think they're a great, uh, I think they're a great uh, flash to use. So mm-hmm. uh, I would go with one of those. Uh, you can get one for about $80. Or the other the – other, thing to consider Val and there are lots of these on eBay uh if you uh want to get a like a the the flash that is the same brand as your camera Mm. uh a a higher quality one buy second hand yes yeah you know Okay. And uh, so you'll get you'll get that quality, and uh, you just don't have to spend uh, like five or six hundred. You could get one for like two two or three hundred secondhand, yes. and uh, and they do exist. Um, all right. So in terms of triggers, uh, I've done a backflip on what I believe uh, about triggers. I used to what? insist. Yes, I used to insist that uh, it's pocket wizard across the board, uh, mm. and, and even when you're using speed lights. But I've started to use uh, speed lights more and more, uh, just in the background of my shots, and a lot more on my travel because I, I can't always bring my battery-operated packs with me. I've mm-hmm. had so much trouble and dropped so many shots because I'm using speed li- uh, pocket wizards with the speed lights. They don't talk to each other properly. Oh. And it's, uh, yeah, and, and it's not worth it. Stick to a, a Yongnuo. It, it does the job. A Yongnuo and, uh, what? A Yongnuo trigger over a pocket wizard. Okay. Yeah. Pocket wizards are just fantastic for studio. I, like I'm very, very happy with them. They just don't work as well with speed lights. There's too many issues with uh, how they communicate with each other and it's not you don't need to spend that sort of money uh, for, for using with speed lights. Uh, something that, like the Yongnuo is great. So mm-hmm. um, the uh, RF602 is a good one for speed lights. Mm-hmm. And uh, very expensive at all, under $50, I think you can get those. And uh, they've got the, the hot shoe that attaches, It's uh, and they just don't let you down. Great. Okay. Young new eye triggers. Yeah. 602. We'll put a link in the show notes. Uh, the other thing to think about, if you're shooting flash on camera, like events and things like that, and you just want to make your uh, light lighting look a bit sexier the downside of flash on camera is you get the catch light dead center of the eyes mm. which I, you know i don't love but it's like what you got to do is you can consider getting a bracket for your flash so it attaches to the camera and it just uh 
brings the uh, flash a bit further away from your camera so it's not that directly above so you'll get a, a nicer look uh, to to your lighting so uh, I've put a link uh, in the show notes to uh, lots of different So when brackets. you mean a bracket you mean a bracket that actually attaches to your camera but yep. puts your flash off to the side of your camera. Yeah off to the side so okay. remember like the old press photographers yeah. used to have? <laughs> yeah that sort of thing we, we just, okay. uh, it, it just actually improves uh, the quality of of the of the flash uh, now one thing to really consider when you're using uh, when you when you're looking at buying a um, a flash uh, first of all you'd want something that's double a battery uh, operated and, and in fact any accessory that you buy for mm. anything val mm. it should be double a a triple a okay. Who has triple A's ever? <laughs> they're more expensive. They're, in, they're like triple A anything. I hate buying something and I come home and it's, ah, oh, it's triple A because <laughs> you never have the batteries lying around. No, I know. So, so make sure all your devices are always double uh, A, Val. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Um, so batteries, uh, good batteries are going to make a big difference in the performance of your speed light. So this is something that you shouldn't skimp on. And I've noticed if I buy, you know, sort of cheap uh, cheap brand uh, batteries, they, they run out quicker. The recycle time is a lot slower. So it's worth in investing in the batteries and I would consider getting um, – uh, rechargeables. Uh, I have any loop. They're fantastic. They're a bit more expensive, but they sort of pay for themselves after a little little while. And yeah. another thing you might consider um, for maybe a couple of hundred dollars, you can get a battery pack that attaches. So uh, they're like rechargeable. The, the actual pack and uh, that attaches to your uh, speed light and then you've got this constant source of uh, power as well. So so they're a good thing and you could have like the, the, the batteries in your speed light and then the uh, battery pack attached so that you've always got this constant source of power. Yeah. So they're also a good idea. So there's a link to a few of those. Um just to make your speed light a lot more sexy, there's some accessories you can use. Uh, I've added uh, a link to uh, some gobos that go onto <laughs> the end of the speed light. Gobo, it's not what's up your nose, Val. It's like a, <laughs> something that attaches to the end of. We're, we're so four. We're both fourteen. Something, I know. Aren't we? This is oh, like eight. it's never going to get better. It's like eight, probably seven. It's most most fourteen-year-olds have like already got their own companies today and uh, <laughs> um but these these gobos are so cool and they're like made of uh metal and uh they're mm. they're, they're like sandblast and you can get little like little city backgrounds and just uh, remind people what it's... gobos are again so so they um they create shadow so you put mm-hmm. them between uh, a light uh, mm-hmm. and uh, and and cover the light, and uh, they create shadow. So like, you but can are they meant to create act- a shadow as a background or a shadow onto the person? So as a background. Mm-hmm. So they just. Uh, but you can you can put gobos onto people. So I've seen it done with um, uh, lace, where you. Mm. Uh, use uh, like a small light source, like a, a speed light, and uh, shine it through some lace onto someone's face and they get the imprint of the lace on their face, mm. which can be quite sexy. But great for background. So there's a, like a whole set of those which uh, I think look uh, really cool uh, as background and just add that little, like, little sparkle in the background, Val, so mm. a bit more interesting. So... Um, the other thing that uh, just quickly to, to think about is the kind of accessories that you're going to use uh, on your speed light are going to make a huge difference to how your light looks. There's some uh, six photos in the show notes file that show the difference between using uh, small soft boxes, medium soft boxes, bounce light, uh, or diffusers. Uh, I've used yeah, paper bags. Great. As well, uh, to, but there are so many uh, different accessories uh, for speed lights. Uh, if I was only to be able to buy one, I would get a small um, a small soft box. And uh, the thing that's most important is the way that it attaches to the speed light. So there's all sorts of ways that you can attach them. I've ended up like some of them like that they, they, they say they'll do one thing, they never attach properly. The mm. Velcro gets. Uh, crud stuck in it and they don't 
stick on anymore and I end up just getting gaffer tape and gaffering them on uh, mm. so that they stay on for the night. But like little soft boxes is what I tend to use. Uh, you've just got to be careful that they don't um, cover up the, the, the laser. There's like this little laser that goes out and uh, when you oh. TTL that uh, – that, uh, tells you how much, uh, finds out how much light is needed and then comes back. If you cover that, which I've found out like the, the hard way, the, the camera's got no idea and it's like, Dave, Steve, I don't know, I can't hear you. What did you say? <laughs> they can't communicate properly. So um, that's that's something that you need to be aware of. But I think the little soft box uh, works really well and uh, there's a link to uh, my favourite uh, little uh, kit in, in the show notes as well that, that comes with uh, everything you need um, to uh, as an accessory for your speed lights. Fantastic. Okay, brilliant. I love it. Um, there's so much in what you've just said. I actually need to process it all, I think. Uh, but we will put all of the links to all of the things that you've mentioned in the show notes in case you, um, you know, some of them struck a chord with you and you want to have a look at uh, what they're like um, and maybe venture out into your first foray into speed lights. I think for me, my personal takeaway from this episode was, which was quite enlightening, was that uh, it was what you said about taking portraits with speed lights in that you meet, you actually meet uh, the portrait so that it looks perfectly fine without it. Yes. But it's just that little added extra that, that the speed, speed light brings that yep. um, enhances it a little bit. Yes. Because um, I had no idea that that's what you were doing. <laughs> it's a, that's it. It's just a little dook of light, mm. and, it, and 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 that's how you light when you're doing events as well. Same thing. So whether it's a setup portrait, or you're shooting uh, a birthday party, or a, a portrait of uh, you know a family portrait outside, that's how you should work with the light. It's just uh, it's just complements what's already there. Now, than- if, yeah, absolutely. Um, sorry to interrupt you there, Gina. <laughs> I was going to tell listeners that uh, if any of this resonates with you and you like some of the um, teaching and some of the stuff that we've discussed, remember also that we have the gold community at GinaMilitia.com. And the gold community is an awesome membership community full of like-minded photographers, established and emerging photographers, where we share ideas, not just about gear like this, but also about the business of photography, Um, also about how we market ourselves as photographers. But also Gina provides photo critiques for those people who who want photo critiques. And there is a live monthly mastermind, which is recorded if you don't make it, uh, that you can ask Gina all of your questions. But also there is the online forum where you can ask Gina or myself, but mainly Gina, um, all of uh, all of your questions as well, and, and Gina hangs out in there. It's a very dynamic place, um, mm, and, and the flash. Uh, there's there's lots and lots and lots of tutorials on yes. uh, this exact example of adding that little dook of light with all different manner of um, uh, modifiers that I use to to do that. But it's it's, it's easy to see once you see yes, it being done. Have, it's a lot easier to understand. We have a lot of videos in there. Basically, it's chock full of video tutorials so that you can see behind the scenes at shoots that Gina does, you can see in real time how particular shots are not only set up but also directed and shot. So if you want to have a look, go to GinaMilitia.com and click on Join the Community. And that's M-I-L-I-C-I-A. Um, regardless of that, do go to GinaMilitia.com in any, anyway and join the newsletter because you get some awesome bonuses and resources from the newsletter as well. Now... I'm going to ask you to have a think about, Gina, what hashtag Gina Challenge is for this week. So hashtag Gina Challenge, everyone, is a weekly thing that we do where we pick a topic or theme and uh, you interpret that however you like and take a shot or shots if you like and um, and upload that using hashtag Gina Challenge, hashtag whatever the topic is. So what's our topic for this week, Gina? Duke. 
Dork, D-O-O-K, in case you didn't know how to spell that term. D-O-O-K. All right, so you interpret that however you like. You don't have to use a speed light. You can do whatever you like. Um, and uh, it's hashtag Dook. Mm. <laughs> so if you want, join the Facebook group, which is free, to search for So You Want to Be a Photographer podcast community on Facebook and upload your photo there. We'd love to see it. And, and just come and say hi as well. Now, in the meantime, what have you got coming up this week, Gina? Mm, I've got a big shoot coming up and that's all I can say. Oh, okay. <laughs> have you signed an NDA? Uh-huh. Okay. So Gina signed a non-disclosure agreement where she can't tell a soul what's, what's going on, but they're always quite exciting for you, aren't they, Gina? Yeah, and then I'll be planning uh, my trip, my next trip, which I'll talk about maybe next week, Val. Okay, sure. Mm. Where do we find you online, Gina? I think I've already uh, mentioned. So GinaMilitia.com at GinaMilitia. Um, on um, Instagram and uh, what's the other one? Twitter and uh, yes. I did uh, Val. I had a um, Snapchat lesson. A couple oh of millennial uh, DJs and music producers, bless them both, sat me down and gave me a lesson. And have you used <laughs> at the it? end of a shoot? Uh, I practiced Val, but I understand it. it's not intuitive, and they agreed that it's not. It's not easy to understand, and so they showed me like you slide this, you do that. This is how do video this is how yes. so stand by there might be something coming soon <laughs> oh, but I was like I'm, I'm a step closer okay I won't hold, hold my breath no don't uh, <laughs> I'm Valerie Koo that's K-H-O-O on Instagram and Twitter I'm occasionally the Valerie Koo on Snapchat um, and uh, you'll you'll find me also hanging around in, on in the Facebook group uh, and on Facebook so I'm yeah this brings so us we'll see, to the we'll, we'll see, sorry Val we'll see your yeah. new uh, uh, Scrabble pieces Oh, now, yes. next week. Well, I'm torn now. As as we speak, the no, you don't need sun... flash. No, <laughs> no, the sun is setting, so I'm wondering whether to do the scrabble now or do my starburst. Oh, get so the starburst. I bet. I better go and get, and, and get that. Thank you yep. for listening, everyone, and we look forward to chatting to you again next week. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer. For more information, free resources and Gina's regular newsletter on everything you need to know to become a successful photographer, visit GinaMilitia.com.